Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you. And, uh, and so, we, like Rob says, we're, we're coming to the end of a, a series that's been entitled, Are You Ready? And hopefully it's been a challenging series for you. I know it has for, for many of us just thinking about how we can grow, how we can be ready to fulfill some of the things that God has got for us as a, as a church. And I want you to think about like service today, but I want you to think about service in the context of the church and, and so we normally would talk about the church. You know, we did a series, didn't we, on the church a while ago. And we talked about the church being the people. Not the building, not the place that we go to, but the people of God that gather together. That that is the church, that is the body of Christ. And I and we want to embrace that, obviously, as we go through this talk. But I want you to think today about this, what we do. The gathered people of God. The church. You know, whether we gather here or whether you gather in the week, the gathered people of God being the church today. And just think about how we can seek to be a servant in that process. You're looking around you, God is at work. God is at work in your life. God is at work in this church as he's unfolding his plan for us. And he wants to extend his kingdom through your life, but also through the life of the church. And so when you sit here today, that's what you want to think about your own life. That you are someone that is extending the kingdom of God by virtue of who you are and gathering with others who seek to do the same. We want to be people who declare Jesus, his resurrection power in our lives today and also his saving grace. You know, church should be, you know, this gathered moment that we have should be a place of encounter. That we come to encounter God and hopefully we do as we worship him and hear his word, but also we encounter each other, don't we? That as you sit with people, as you talk with each other, as you worship one another, you encounter one another as we serve each other in the ministry of church. You know, God has chosen this mechanism called the church for his purposes. That he's got a plan for us as this church to fulfill his purposes, and you are part of that. And you're part of that by serving. But what does it mean to be a servant? Do you ever see yourself as being part of a bigger story? You know, that God started creation right back in the day. And then later on, there's been generation after generation after generation of God redeeming people back to himself that we might belong to him and be a blessing to the world. And then we get to 2023 and here you are sat here as part of that story. You are part of that story. You're part of God's plan here in Southport on this day to extend the kingdom of God and the message of the cross. You get to serve God in a way that brings truth and life to others. But this means that you've got to play your part. Matthew 28 says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very end of the age. Very familiar passage, isn't it, for us as a church? But what does that assume? It assumes two things. One, you are a disciple in the church. You are somebody that is committed to following Jesus, becoming like him, and making him known. And two, that you are called and we are called to draw others into that same journey. And how do we do that? By serving. By serving God. 
and may serving those around us. We want people to become disciples of Jesus. And so whatever we do here, what we call the church, should be a place where people can come and find out about Jesus. As always, we look to Jesus for our example for this. It says in Matthew, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others, and to give his life as a ransom for many. It's funny, isn't it, that we call this a church service. A church service. And that word service is loaded, isn't it? That we come to be served. But are we coming to be served or to serve? You know, the Son of Man came to serve. And yes, there is an element of people doing things at the front and serving you and hosting a place where you can come and worship. But when we come together, we should seek to serve each other as we worship one another, as we serve God through our worship. The next passage we've got, it says in Philippians, so thinking about the model of Jesus. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, be one in spirit, and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not only looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being of the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. You know, when we think about the needs of others, we think about serving them. That's what service is, isn't it? When there is a need and you give yourself to that need, you're actually preferring other people. It's interesting, it says, doesn't it, on this slide, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Service isn't primarily to those around you. Service primarily is to God. Your first service as a Christian is to God, our worship. Romans 12 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship, or a translation is your reasonable service. So this term worship in Romans is this sense of laying down your life before God. Not before others, but before God. And in laying your life down before God, you then become obedient then to serve others. That the danger is that when we start getting involved in things, doing things, that we can start to draw attention to ourselves, can't we? But actually what we want to be is a people that will draw attention to God and his goodness and his life in us. We want to point to who he is. Whether that's in the church environment or whether that's through the church to others, we keep want to be pointing to God. Service causes you to grow 
I don't know if you think, I've ever thought about that. Have you ever been in a ministry team? Have you ever like, served with others and done ministry? Whether that's in church or whether you've gone abroad and done ministry. Have you ever found that to be a time of growth in your life? When you start to see God move through you and affect people in the church or in the world, it, something rises up in you, doesn't it? You feel different when you see the impact of God's grace working through you in the church or through the church to others. So personally, we grow. Personally, we are becoming more like Jesus. Personally, we are becoming more like him to reflect his goodness to a world. But also corporately, we grow. We grow. You know, as we gather together and we worship one, worship, worship one another, as we worship God with one another, we grow. As we serve one another, we grow because we give strength to other people by service. To encourage is to give courage to somebody else, isn't it? And so when you're serving, you give a gift to somebody else that they might become stronger. Then as the body of Christ, we become stronger. So stronger together, but also that our witness might become stronger. In John 13, it says, Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. How we love each other will show to the world that we belong to Jesus. There's been times in my life where I've been part of like a group of people that have helped others. And like, say somebody's had an operation and we've done like meals every day for them. I don't think you've ever done that. And non-Christians are really intrigued by that. They're really intrigued. They say, "What well, you as a church you got around and every day you provided meals for someone. Yeah. Well, why do you do that? Because we believe in loving people, extending the love of Jesus to others. It's a sign of God's goodness. Which leads us to our passage I want you to take a look at this picture. Oh, not this one, the one before. That's it. What do you notice? Just have a quick look at the picture. Have a quick look at the picture. What do you notice? Striking blue eyes. Yeah, is that what you're thinking? Isn't it interesting that, um, for those of you who want the answer, it's his nose. (laughs) Isn't it interesting that we are drawn to what is prominent rather than what's significant. Something that's prominent is something that's easily noticeable, as opposed to something being of importance. And we can do that in the church, can't we? Yeah, when we think about service, we can think about the prominent roles, those that stand out, the preaching, the leading worship, those on the PCC, whatever that is to you, you'll all have different categories for that, about what is prominent, those ministries that stand out, those areas of service that stand out. But the New Testament is more concerned about you fulfilling what God has got for you to be and do, not becoming what is prominent. He wants you to be significant. He wants you to bring what you have as a matter of importance to the body of Christ. And that's not just in church, is it? That could be in the workplace. It could be anywhere. But the way of Jesus, like we read earlier, was to lay your life down in service to others. The great theologian, Will Smith, said, Don't compare yourselves to others. That's when you start to lose confidence in yourself. Don't compare yourselves to others. 
That's when you start to lose confidence in yourself. And I'd add to that as Christians, that it's not just losing confidence in yourself, it's also losing confidence in God, in who God is saying you are, what he's saying you are, who you're saying he is saying you are. Because we want to believe that if God has made you, he has a plan for you, and he's going to take everything you bring to him and use it for his purposes. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We have got a plan over our lives that God ordained years ago over our lives. As each one of you sit here today, God has got a plan for you to use the very being of who you are and anything you can bring to make a difference to somebody else's life, to be a blessing, to influence, to bring strength to somebody else, to encourage somebody else. <clears throat> Romans 12 says, so here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, going to work, your walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. It's, it's so tempting, isn't it, as Christians, to just go, well, what, what have I got? What, what have I got to bring? I've got nothing to bring. You've, you've got you. You've got the very words that you speak over people. You've got the words of kindness and encouragement that you can bring in somebody else's life. You've got putting somebody else's bins outside out for them because they're, they're too old to put out for themselves. You've got coming in here and just speaking love over somebody else's life. There's so many things that you can do. You could make food for those who are hungry or those who are sick. You could become a listening ear to somebody else. You could babysit for somebody so that they can get out of their house. You can help to do someone's garden. You can just be encouraging. You can be kind to someone when they're struggling. We all can do that. We all can do that, can't we? We all have something to bring to somebody else's life. Let's just pull three thoughts out of this passage from today. Just keep skipping. That's the one. The first one is this. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. I don't know how many of you are part of a small group in the church. But I'm part of just an amazing missional community, and they, um, they are all so different, and uh, including me. You know, we are all really different. Yeah, Matthew's acknowledging that at the back. You know, we, we have real fun in our group because we all bring something to it. And we, we do a thing called a Discovery Bible Studies, which where you get the text of a Bible, of the Bible, and you all bring thoughts about what you see in a passage. And it's amazing when other people have a voice, what they can bring to a story, what they see, what they feel, and how encouraging that is to you when you hear that from others. That my greatest moments of growth is by hearing other people speak into my life by what they see, their story, their song in life. And, and that's, that's each one of you here. You know, whether you're part of the missional community or not, hopefully you're connecting with somebody else in the church another Christian that you can bring your story to. 
what, how you're walking with Jesus and the effect of that in your life. So I want to encourage you to see your piece in the puzzle. The second point is this. God has placed the pots in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. God knows what he's doing. God has got a plan for this church and he's brought you here to be part of it for a reason. Because he wants to take your life, the very thing that you can be and do, as a blessing to someone else in this church. Because what he's doing is he's building a church that is being equipped to proclaim the goodness of God. And you get to be part of that, but he knows what he's doing. He's shaping this place for his purposes. And the last point from this passage that I just want to highlight is this. Those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honourable, we treat with special honour. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, whilst our presentable parts need no special treatment. The church is an amazing place. It is full of very different people, isn't it? Is there anybody in your life that you just look at in church and you go, wow, they're different to me. They really are different to me. Is there anybody in your life that you just find difficult challenging because they're different to you the church is meant to be a place of difference because that is where god is glorified as we get to honor one another and what god has put in each other because we can all learn something from anybody and as we serve one another we start to see the goodness of god grow and be manifest in everybody's life in the church now that's challenging i'm not saying that's easy and, but that is the challenge that God has put on us as a church, to love one another and to prefer one another regardless of our difference. Because in our differences, we get to reveal more of the nature of God. Um, Rob, in the, um, at the end of the first service, um, shared a thought after my talk, and I'm going to just bring it in. He, he was saying about sometimes, you know, you might wake up, on any given day, and you may not have that balance of getting out of your bed and going, I'm going to serve God today. I'm going to serve God. I'm so excited about serving God, about laying my life down and serving God. You might have the odd day, yeah? You know, and, but service is a sacrifice. And, and in those moments, it's okay to say, Lord, I don't feel it, but I want to give it. I'm going to give it. You know when God, Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, he's looking at the cross. He wasn't going, yes, I'm going to go and suffer. He's saying, God, you know, your will be done, not mine. Father, your will be done, not mine. And sometimes we have those moments, don't we, in our own lives, when we want to be someone that serves. We might have the odd day we just don't want to, and that's okay. Push through it, because it's the pushing through it that causes you to grow in your capacity to love uh, sacrificially and to see God move through you in his goodness, maybe not necessarily in ours. The last thing I want to do is just highlight some areas in the church where you could serve. Uh, there's loads of areas you can serve. It doesn't have to be one of these items on this list. It could be anywhere. It could be in different ministries around the, the town. But I want to just encourage you to think about what happens here because as you can see, there is a lot that happens. There are a few duplicates on here, so just ignore those. 
But there are a number of things that happen here. And this is the body of Christ. This is God's church. And you are part of it. So I want to encourage you to be part of it and to think about where you might be part of it too. I'm just going to read through these just in case you can't read them. This children's ministry, a place for revealing Jesus to children. Youth, similar thing. Cafe church on a Sunday, serving behind the counter. Um, out on the front, Cafe Church, 1821. Just that ministry of just reaching out to others, bringing them into a safe space where they can encounter Jesus. The cleaning ministry, the music, the PA, the laptop ministry at the back, prayer ministry, pastoral team, getting involved in the community market, you're serving the poor in our community, being a welcomer on a Sunday, doing the Bible readings, being part of Tuesday at 2, midweek music, or being part of a missional community where you can connect with others and serve them. Hosting, giving, sharing. And so we get to the end of this series, and still the question is, are you ready? Are you ready to serve? Because you are part of something great. The story of God as he's unfolding that through the ministry of this church. So let's just take a moment to pause, let's take a moment to pray and just humble ourselves before God on this.